Bienvenida to the Latina Business Coach Podcast. I'm Jessica, your host, founder of Femina Society for Latina Entrepreneurs, mentor, and business strategist. This podcast is for you if you have a massive desire to be successful and you know you have crazy potential, but you're still wondering why you're not where you want to be or even how to get started. The thing that you're missing, it's called strategy. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about in this podcast because, Mija, you're trying to build an empire and you just need someone to tell you how. Lista? Let's go. What's up, Latina Society? Thank you guys for listening. I'm so grateful this podcast has been growing so fast. Um, just wanted to give you an update that uh, I released this podcast in February, and since then we are almost at 9,000 downloads in just five months. I'm so grateful and thank you so much for leaving reviews. It's really still my goal this month to reach 100. So if you can help me out, please subscribe and leave a little review if any of these episodes have helped you. Well, I actually got an email the other day that said that I was in the top 200 podcasts for entrepreneurship and that just meant so much to me because there are so many great podcasts out there. And again, as a newbie, as a mom and as an entrepreneur who just decided to go for it. Um, sometimes the episodes come from my closet. You guys know what that life is like if you have toddlers. But yeah, so I, I know that we have been having the conversation about being anti-racist and checking our privilege and really just checking uh, maybe our prejudice against people that are different or skin tones or culture. But also I want to highlight the age difference so sometimes we might look at people that are older than us and we have a you know program belief about them or we see somebody that's younger than us and then we just want to automatically label them or give them the stigma that this generation isn't doing a lot of things that they're lazy and i want to break that stigma by bringing on uh, a couple of brothers today they are so amazing they have a local business here in arizona and i'm going to formally introduce them in a second but really this episode idea came to me in lieu of addressing all of our prejudice i was like you know what i think that sometimes young people aren't getting enough credit for the things that are happening and even with the protests the petitioning you know a lot of people are going to be voting for the first time this year that's a whole other conversation that we are definitely going to be having but i want to highlight young people that are really just showing up for their dreams. Maybe they're still deciding, you know, whether to go to school or not to take the big leap and, and start the business. So whether you know some, you know, young aspiring entrepreneurs or you are one, I hope that you can take some notes from these two guys who just decided to go for it. With everything happening with COVID, I actually had um, had a conversation with a friend of mine named Bobby Barajas, and so I'm going to give her a shout out because she is a big Latina business coach podcast fan. So Bobby Barajas is the founder of Phoenix's Rising Sports, which is a family-owned business. It's here local, and what they do is they uh, coordinate basketball tournaments. So they have that whole experience, and they get to work with youth all over the state, so it's so powerful. And she was kind of sharing just how right now with COVID, everything has been on hold, but that her sons had actually started a new business throughout all of this happening and that they have been killing it. 
So she planted that seed. I started following them on Instagram. And right away, I'm like, okay, I want to be friends with these guys in real life. So I'm going to go ahead and formally introduce today's guests. They are the owners of Ivory House here located in Goodyear, Arizona. They are a local vintage shop. They specialize in shirts. They specialize in pants, accessories, pretty much from like as late as the 90s to early 70s. And they're really just focused on having and providing unique clothing. They are striving to keep secondhand clothing alive. They want to keep recycling old goods to new homes. They want to create really just an environment to inform and educate people on the benefits of shopping used. So Ivory House was created by Isaiah and Noah Barajas in 2015, but they actually just opened their storefront in February of 2020. So right before this pandemic started, right? And they started it because they saw a need for unique used clothing on their side of town. Their love for clothes and the history behind them, that's their big inspiration. That's why I loved hearing them talk about it because they literally personify clothing and and the experience that that you get from wearing a recycled piece of clothing. And I loved it. Uh, They're so passionate about helping people just get that unique and affordable product. I just really wanted to highlight them. You guys are going to see that I start off interviewing Noah, who is the younger brother, and then we actually go into a conversation with Isaiah. But what was funny was actually just the timing of how I coordinated this. They they were still, I misunderstood, and they were still at the shop. So one man's holding on the fort, one man is on the podcast doing the interview, and then they literally switched, and it worked out perfect. But it was just funny because, you know, while they're still doing the podcast interview, they're still hustling and working and i this interview was so fun so thank you guys for listening here we go i started what i love like with fashion and everything when i was in high school i when i got out of high school i um started thrifting because i was thrifting for the sole purpose of myself and i really like clothes and i loved like finding clothes and um it got to the point where i was finding stuff that didn't really fit me or fit my style but I know that someone else could love it so I started thrifting and selling clothes on an app called Depop and from there I started up a little shop that kind of just sold clothes and it kind of took off from there it was within a year I had about 8,000 followers and I was killing sales and it was crazy I know me and my brother we both started close to the same time but we didn't really were doing it together yet we were kind of doing our own thing So from his um, perspective on how he started was a little bit different from mine. So yeah. Okay. So I'll ask him in a second, but who's the oldest? He's older. I'm 21. He's 23. Okay. Dope. So throughout high school, were you just shopping at normal stores and you're like, this isn't really my style. Like, how did you get into, So, like, how did you find your sense of style? Cause I'm even right now looking at you just... You just look stylish. I think it really started from our parents. Um, my parents would really, like when we were kids, they would buy us the Jordans, the newest stuff. And it kind of started there. And from when I was in middle school, it was stuff that they would buy me, not necessarily stuff I would wear, but I mean, they'd buy for me and it was still cool. And when I got into high school, I, when I started being able to buy, I have money to buy clothes and everything. I kind of found my own style, kind of wore the stuff I genuinely like, not just because it's what's trending now. And then from there, yeah, I just took off and through thrifting, it was like I was finding vintage clothes that like the clothes I grew up seeing and I never had, I always wanted. So finding that kind of stuff really helped me find my style. Yeah, I love that so much. Okay, so then you started thrifting, you started your shop on Depop, and then your brother's kind of doing his own thing with thrifting, and then all of a sudden, 
you guys combine and start a business. But before I go into that, your mom's an entrepreneur. Your mom yeah. has her own business, right? And I come from a family of entrepreneurs too. So I feel like it's interesting when I think about it because sometimes we grow up and, and parents are like, the only way, the next step is college. You know, like, hey, Miho, you got to go to school, got to go to college. Did your mom instill that in you? Or were you just, did you try college? Did you think about it? Did Yeah, so um, my mom, I think she started in 2012, I want to say. And um, we were we were both working for her. We were just kind of like helping out. And seeing her start her business was something that I definitely like looked up to and definitely strived for. I'm still in college right now. I just graduated with my associates in business and he actually finished college. He just graduated from GCU just this past semester. So um, we're still we're still doing college as much as we can. You know, it's it's definitely more difficult to do it now because we have the store and everything. So yeah, that's awesome. See, it's it's so tricky right now with like COVID and all of the things happening with school. It's like, are we going back? Are we not going back? Right. And so even with it's 2020 and we can start our own businesses online or in person. So I feel like more people are inclined or thinking about making that decision of, should I stay in school? Should I start the business? And so that's really cool that you're still able to do both. Not yeah. a lot of people are able to do both. So that's awesome. Okay. So then you're still in school. Are you like, do you have a major or focus that has anything to do with your business or what? Do you um, yeah. So my, I just got my associates in business and then um, I'm going to either GCU or ASU this next semester or the following semester to get my um, bachelor's in business entrepreneurship. Yes. So awesome. So exciting. And so proud of you guys. Okay. So tell me about how you guys came together. Together. Uh, we were kind of doing like, we, like I said before, he, he was doing his thing. I was doing my thing with thrifting and we kind of had the idea that we always wanted to have a store. Being both together was definitely something we want to do because I mean, doing it by ourselves would be very difficult. Finding all the clothes collective, a whole collection of everything would be difficult and putting them together was the most like reasonable way to do it like we both have different styles we both have different tastes everybody would like look what we put out yeah like how would you describe your style I my style is more anything pop culture wise um as a shopper so I'll kind of share a little bit about me real quick as a shopper whenever I go to a store it drives people crazy because I never try stuff on like I'll literally just walk into a store I can scan real quick and be like oh, like this like you know if, if I feel it like oh I like that I can envision myself wearing yeah. it or like oh that will go with this I'm older than you guys I'm 31 but I'm like I like to think I have a pretty good style too I think yours is more creative and it really literally is your business and just like your art and your form of expression so how do you decide maybe on buying a piece for yourself or how do you decide on buying for the store um so for the store we try to keep it a broad range of stuff because we know that not everybody likes the same stuff so you come in that you might find a movie t-shirt from the 90s but then you might find the earlier 2000s NBA shirt that someone else might love other than the movie person it's just we try to curate some um, a collection of clothes for everybody not just for one single person it's so it's so hard to say because I I I shop all the time and I I find new things that I necessarily don't know about yet and I if I don't know then I do my research but if it's for me and I love it and so you're never like oh I can never rock that or whatever like you're just like pretty open you're like oh That's yeah, I'm cool. pretty open because I know that there's so many different styles. I know there's so many different tastes that I, you could always explore into something else too. Yeah. yeah. So growing up, I thought that was funny too with what you were saying was like that 
Um, maybe our parents are similar. We never thrifted. Actually, we were never like allowed to thrift. And when I say we, it's me and my siblings who are closer to your age. Mm-hmm. And um, like my brother, and he wanted to thrift. And he'd be like, Mom, can we go to Goodwill? And my mom would be like, No, you know, back in the day, and especially because my parents are immigrants, literally, you know, so thrifting back in the day was for poor people, right? Thrifting was yeah. like not glamorous. And, and if you thrifted, it was poor and it was a like a lower status. So I think that my mom was like, hey, like when I have kids, I don't want to thrift. I don't want them to use, use clothes. I want them to have new clothes. I want them to have the best of whatever, right? Name brand stuff. So growing up, we were always shopping at department stores and my brother and sister were always begging to go thrifting and not until they started making their own money. Like you said, then they were going to thrift and they're college students too. So it's interesting how even now, like, do you have a thought on maybe why somebody would want to thrift over buying from a store, like having mass stuff? Like, what do you think are the benefits of that? Um, I think the one of the major benefits of thrifting over um, buying from a regular store is that the clothes that you're getting on a thrift is, are very unique. Like they have character. A lot of the clothes you that you can buy at a thrift are also used clothes so they also have a story behind them it's not like you're buying a new shirt and then you're getting this shirt that you that only you've had this other shirt that you buy the thrift is somebody old shirt and that could have been a whole other story of how this shirt went through so it's a lot cooler to me i think it's getting unique like you can't buy a 90 shirt at the mall anymore it's just not a thing i know i love that everything has kind of its own story and even yeah. that you're that you're thinking about clothes in that sense. Like some people would say, oh, well, it's just a shirt. And you're like, well, this shirt has maybe been through some things or it's been through, it's seen some stuff, right? It's like, it's traveled through through time and then we're still able to rock it now and like kind of give it life again. Yeah, exactly. Like there's shirts that back then that will never be produced again and you have them now. Like it's just the story behind it. Like you'll never have that shirt ever again. Yeah, even just the logos, the changing of that. That's so, yeah. so cool. Tell me about how you guys decided to come together and share and, and create a store. Like you guys were doing everything online. Um, you started buying stuff. And then how did you decide to put your heads together and like start a place? Um, so from the beginning, it was definitely like the general goal is to open a store. We never really said that we want to, when we started thrifting, we never were like, we're going to do this together. We were just both had the same mindset. We came together because, I mean, it was me and my brother. Like it wasn't any, any other better business partner to go with. Yeah. Um, okay. Like tell us about where it's located and maybe why someone would want to go there or just kind of like the vibe, I guess, that people get. Like what are your clientele mostly like age-wise, demographic-wise? So um, Ivory House is located in Goodyear, Arizona, or on the south side of the freeway off of Australia Parkway. Our clientele mostly is, I would say high schoolers to college students and then sometimes we even have a like an older crowd it, it's it's just for everybody um we have people in the morning who come in and they're much older than the high schoolers and they love the stuff because they're looking at it and they're like this is stuff that i used to buy when i was a kid like it's so yeah. cool they're having like a like going back in the past and so would you say that a lot of the skills and stuff that you're using in your store like now you have like a legit business right like you have a place that people come and they get to have that experience did you have a job before then or did you always just like work for your mom or did you ever have like any retail experience or customer service experience 
Um, for me personally, um, it'd be different for my brother, but um, I've never had a, I've never been employed. I've never had a job before this. I would just be helping my mom out. And um, I think that really helped me become where I'm at because it really encouraged me that I've always provided for myself and find ways to um, find an income for myself. It wasn't necessarily I have to work under anybody. And yeah. um, it's always been something that I've always wanted to do is just run a business and keep doing things for how I like it and how I want to do it. It's just been really cool. Yeah. It's a different type of hustle for sure. Yeah. Um, I know it's, it's crazy. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, there's people that have parents that are entrepreneurs and we grow up and we're like, why would I ever want to have a job or work for somebody else when I've seen my parents and like, we can decide how much money we make. We decide our own schedule. You make it work with school. You get to work with who you want. You get to, you know, design this whole brand. So what would you say, to anybody that is wanting to start their own business. Maybe there's young aspiring entrepreneurs that are thinking about starting their business. Um, in general, I would say that my biggest advice would be that in order for it to happen, you have to make it happen. It's not on anybody else but you because I felt like for the longest time I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and I didn't understand that I didn't need anyone to give it to me. I just needed to go do what I love and, and run with it because, I mean, when you think of vintage clothing, not a lot of people think like, oh, there's like a lot of vintage clothing stores. I just need to go out and go do it instead of trying to believe that someone else would do it for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great advice. It's a great tip. Like you're just like, hey, you know what? this is what you want to do. You have to go out and, yeah, and create it yourself. Them. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and also too, I love that you guys found a gap in the market. Hey, there aren't a lot of thrift stores and the ones that do exist, maybe they're not really catering to this type of vibe or, you know, maybe they're not owned by, by two, you know, guys in their young, like in their twenties in their early twenties. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's a whole different style. It's a whole different energy when you guys walk in and even just like when you're you're picking clothing or products that you want to sell I like that you said there's two different styles so there's all these different elements but what would you say to somebody wanting to start a business but they don't really have maybe like the money or the support to do that I know that's a hard question because you did have a lot of support from your mom yeah um, you did have a lot of support from your family but do you feel like it's still possible to start if you don't have the support yeah, I believe that there's always, there's always, like I was saying before, it's just how much work you put into it. It's not about how much support you have because you can build the support and it's not about how much money you have because you can build the money as well. It's, mm -hmm. Everything's able to build from the ground up. If you think of yourself, maybe even two years ago, like what did Noah need to hear at that point in time? I wish that like I would have told myself I could have even done it back then. Like if mm -hmm. I would have even went harder, if I would have done even a lot more that it could have been possible back then it's just not it's not about like how old I am it's just about how how much grind and hustle I can do how much I have and um yeah yeah I agree with you that's something I wish I would have told myself too it's like hey just just do it right yeah just like do it like it's not it's not based on whether I have like the age it's based or a on a college degree or like sometimes we just want permission from somebody and we're like we just yeah. are looking for all of these signs or making excuses. And we're like, if I would have just done this two years ago, I probably would have been maybe in a different place or would have yeah. whatever. Where do you see yourself? 
as a business we definitely want to grow and be like we love our spot like where we're at um we definitely want to one day be able to be a freestanding building and have our own shop like it's it's owned by us we definitely just want it to spread across all of arizona we want to build here just be like a household name yeah so, so cool wait i have one more question and then okay. and then you guys can switch off okay um okay so here's my question how do you guys balance okay so i'm i'm 31 and i'm I'm married, I have kids, right? But then I think back and I'm like, hmm, if I would have started a business when I was 20, in my early 20s, like how would I have time for family? How would I have time for school? How would I have time for dating, right? Like are either of you guys dating? Are you pretty much dating your business? Like is that what you focus on? Like how do you balance all of that? So for, for real. Me, <laughs> <laughs> um, working has definitely been the priority and building this is definitely been a priority just because we're so new so it's like trying to build everything and keep it going has definitely been like the main focus in my life right now as in family it's it's been pretty it's not it's not as difficult as it seems because my like, like we like we said before like my mom's also in the business so it's kind of like we all try to work with each other try to work with our schedules um and that's like the best part about on your own business is that you can have your own schedule you can be open when you want and close when you want and then my outside life it's it's a little less than what I had in high school for sure I definitely had a lot more time for friends so to manage that I haven't got that far yet because we've been open for a little bit so it's been it's been hard to say like yeah, I, yeah but um, somebody else that's your age is like yeah I had too much fun last night I'm just gonna call out of work right like oh like I don't feel like going to work today I'm just gonna call out I'm not feeling yeah. well like for you guys you're like that you don't get to call out you yeah. have to show up you yeah. know it's just making those decisions okay is this gonna mm -hmm. benefit my business should I be seeing this person is this gonna be too distracting for me so that's why I'm like hmm, like yeah it's definitely a bigger responsibility so I mean the free time dwindles down I guess it's just it's just whether I want to build this or I want to be out doing other things you know yeah. so it comes keeps down me to focus. That. Yeah, it keeps me focused. Yes, so so good. Well, I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you yeah, so much thank for your you. time. Appreciate it. All right, cool for sure, bro. I gotta jump on this. Hi. Sorry hey. about that. Sorry in general. We're just at the store working right now. No. We're trying to make it work. No, thank you so much for making it work. All right, I'm yeah, so man. excited to talk thank to you guys. Cool. Um, you're both so cute and just like I know that sounds like dumb, but I'm I feel like I'm old, you know, like I'm older and I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys are you guys are killing it. I'm super proud of you and excited for what you're building. Yeah. I had talked to your mom like a few months ago, kind of when COVID had first started, and mm -hmm. she was like, My business is on pause right now because of everything happening. But my son started this business and they're like killing it and they're having so much success so right now with everything happening as far as like people are really trying to fight against like prejudice and skin color and race right but at the same time I feel like people still have this low-key prejudice against young people and this yeah. generation the younger crowd they're not doing shit they're just blah 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 and they're they're slacking off and I'm like actually no okay so then tell me about you okay originally I started ivory as Ivory was just a clothing line. Like I was just selling t-shirts because that's what I was into. I've always been into like fashion, like basic fashion. And then thrifting came into that almost. So the two collided. So at first I was just selling my own t-shirts. It just said Ivory or Ivory House on them. And then I was like, how can I, because anyone could do a clothing brand. That's kind of what the feedback I was getting is there were so many choices and people were like, well, why would I pick Ivory? So I had to figure out a way to make it different. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So in high school, 
I was always really big into like thrifted shirts because I don't know if Noah said this, but there's just a different character to shirts that are worn. Like I'm probably the only person that has this shirt that it feels this way and looks this way and fits me just like this. Yeah. It's not like a shirt you could just buy at the mall. That's why I'm just going to know, like for the people that are listening, I'm like, he's wearing a shirt that says F U and then the middle says C K Y and then, or, and then O U. So I'm like, is it a a Y shirt? Yeah, it's CKY. That's, that's dope. Yeah, I'm like, I wonder when that comes, like where that came from, right? And that's what Noah was saying. He was like, they just have a story. Like you pick up a shirt and you're like, what has it been through? Yeah, that's kind of like my where my love for shirts started. I don't really tell anyone, but I have like a whole nother Instagram where I post just shirts that are like worn out to nothing. And they're just like faded and destroyed. Like they all have a story. Like yeah. someone wore them to concerts back to back to back until they became nothing almost. And it's a niche. So a little bit about uh, me. So I'm a business coach. And for me, I'm like multi, my background is like, I was multi-passionate. And in my early twenties, I was just trying to figure out what the heck I wanted to do. And I tried a lot of different things. I was never like focused on one thing. And I think that's what draws me to you guys is that you've always loved fashion and you just have this, you have a passion for fashion. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I love this. How can I create my own line? How can I make it more different? How can I actually end up like opening a store? And then you're, you and your brother are doing it. So that's why I'm like, okay, like, I'm like, I wish that that was me when I was in my twenties. So I'm like, let me get in their heads real quick, pick their brain. So you, you had your own t-shirt line and then you started selling that like in school, just at high school. Yeah. So I started online actually, but now it's really hard to explain how it works now but like on like you need that social media following of course to gain traction and i wasn't gaining any traction because how are people going to find out about ivory house what is even ivory house so then that's when i made that jump into selling used clothes something i already loved then i started picking up more and more traction because you could use things like hashtags or advertising and then it just worked out yeah what does ivory house mean to you or like how did that name come about all right. So at first I literally was with my mom, I think. And we were just talking about it. And she was like, do you have a name? And I was like, I like ivory. It just sounds unique. It's cool. Yeah, it's unique. It does. And then it fell into place when we opened the store. So now ivory house means this is a home for unique items. Like I was saying earlier, these shirts are unique. You're, if you buy one of these shirts, you're going to be the only person that has it worn that way. Or if it has a hole that that's unique. So. Yeah. That's the home for unique items. Yes. I love that so much. What would you say? Like maybe in the last few years, all of a sudden people want to thrift. Last, I would say even till recently, it's, it's definitely been gentrified, like to a point, to a certain degree, because I, like, like you were saying, when I would thrift in high school, there would be times where I would wear shirts, like band shirts that would be faded to like faded and old and people like, Oh, you don't have, you don't have money. You're not wearing mm-hmm. I my, like when I went to high school, like Supreme was really cool. And like Bape, like those mm-hmm. brands, right. So, so you don't have Supreme and Bape. And I was like, this is way cooler than Supreme or Bape. Like this is a one of one t-shirt. But at the time they're like, Oh, you're, you're poor. You can't afford it. Right. So there, there's definitely been like a gentrification kind of shift to where people are like, Oh, I want old clothes now. So maybe it is a trend, but I mean, from a shopping point, I'm like, oh, I love having stuff that people don't have. Okay, so let's talk about the traditional route real quick. A lot of people right now, maybe in your age group or maybe a little bit younger, they're like, do I really need to go to school to have my own business? Should I go to college? So tell me your your thought on that. Now that you own a business and you're graduated, give me your As take. someone who went to school, I highly recommend against it. 
I wish that four years ago, instead of going to school, I actually went to school for five years because it took me a, a little bit longer to finish. Yeah. I wish I would have put my full force effort into doing this and been open five years ago as opposed to being open five months ago. I was blessed with the opportunity to get a scholarship to, for, to pay for some of my school. And of course my mom helped me, but I started in community college, which is another thing. If you are gonna go to school and you're not receiving scholarships, it's a no brainer to go to community college. You could start there with a, a GPA of zero and still go for free if you're doing well, if you put your full effort into it. School is cool, I guess, in a certain degree. I did learn stuff like accounting and other like marketing stuff. But for the most part, I think I could have learned that on the go. You learn just as much as you do in school as you do on the go. I've learned so much in these past five months that I would have never even thought to learn in school. Yeah, that you don't learn in a book. It's just, it's experience, it, yeah. it's throwing yourself out there. Plus I was telling Noah too, we come from a family of entrepreneurs. We just oh, yeah. are raised with this is what, this is normal. Like it's normal to hustle this hard or to be able to make our own schedule, our own income. And you, when you grow up seeing those benefits, hmm, like do I, and some people are, are want to, you know, like they never work for anybody. Like Noah's like, yeah, I've never even had a job. I'm like, that's crazy. That blows my mind. Yeah. Well, I actually did have a job. I worked at a car dealership for about two weeks. <laughs> yeah. That was the breaking point. At that point I knew, cause I worked for my mom. I worked for my mom since I was like 10, maybe I was right. getting, yeah, like I would sit there with her all day at work while she would do her stuff. And then when I was 16, I was, I might have been like 16 or 17. I was like, I'm ready to like get a job. And I worked at a car dealership for two weeks. Absolutely hated it. And I was like, I will never work for someone again. Ever. Yes. I can't do it. I can't. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, when you grow up like that, you're like, but my mom doesn't have to do this. Like what? Like a 15 minute break. That's crazy. Of course. What would you advise somebody who is like aspiring to start their own business it could be a store it could be something online but like anything i feel like now with the platforms that we have even when i was first starting like social media wasn't as big as it is you could honestly make a name for yourself for absolutely no money all you have to do is stay consistent people love to see consistency on our feed now i try to post twice a day like not overbearingly yeah but enough to where I stay on your mind all day long. Like mm. you'll see my post when we first open at 11, you'll see another post at three o'clock and I'm posting on the story all day long. If people tag us, I make sure to shout them out. If they comment on something, I always comment back. It's just staying consistent with the social media is probably the main priority if you're trying to start a business right now. Yeah, I love that. I love that consistency. And I see you guys, I see your stories. And I'm like, problem that even my generation, all of us have is like, we're, we, want, we want to put in the work and then we want to see the results right away. Yeah. So how do you get through those times when you're putting in the work, but you don't get the results right away? Like, what do you tell yourself? How do you get through that? That's been like happening right now with yeah. everything that's happening right now. There have been, I'm not even gonna lie to you. There was one day where we made $75 in the shop. We were yeah. here all day and we made $75. So there's days like that that just make you like, <sighs> I went home that day and that was like the first time I've cried in like a long time. Yes. We made like $75 won't keep the lights on. But there have been days where we've done, like today even, like we were blessed today with, I think we had over 45 sales in a day. I think the thing that is most important is to not dwell on those days. Up until like right now when you asked me that question, I haven't thought a single thought about that $75 day. I just think, mm. all right, what's the next thing I'm gonna do? What am I gonna do to push my business even further? Like we weren't selling jeans until yesterday. Since we put out the jeans, we've doubled our sales numbers. Yes. So I always think of the next thing to do. 
I can't dwell on what I did wrong. I could, I could think about the next thing I could do so I will never do bad again. Okay, so that's the entrepreneur journey. Like you wake up, you're like, do you drink coffee? No, I don't drink coffee. Okay, so you will eventually. Okay. okay. Yeah. So like you'll wake up and you'll like have your coffee and you're like, I got this. I'm the, you know, like you have your pep talk, whatever. And then you oh, yeah. get, you know, and then it's, oh, this is, this sucks. And then you're like, got this. And you're like, never mind. And then you're like, you might have a day where you cry. And then tomorrow you're, you know, you just start over and it's, and it's fun. Right. Every day is different. Now we're getting to the point where you have people that come in, they're like loyal customers and they come and chill and hang out like right where we're sitting right now. I have people that come in and come buy a shirt and they'll come drink coffee or come. There's a Dutch bros right in front of us. Yes. Awesome. So they come in and, and get a drink or they come look at some pants and then come sit down and play video games or watch movies with us. Or I don't know if like you follow our Instagram, I'm always doing crazy stuff, playing video games with people running around outside like I'm just so into that. I love right, because and it's and it's like you can. Different. Yeah, I can. This is my <laughs> thing. Like there have been days where we wanted to go on vacation one time. We closed the store for a weekend. Like that's the best part about having a job. I didn't have to tell anyone anything. I didn't have to take any time off besides being in here, obviously. Yeah. But I just put on Instagram. We're closing this weekend. Sorry, hanging out yeah. with my family. Also, you're like if I want to run around and do a cartwheel, like. I can. And, and yeah. if people don't like it or if people don't want to work with me or, you know, whatever, then maybe I'm not for them and that's okay. Yeah. Cause you have a really specific, you know, and so like that just keeps building confidence and you're just very niche. And so at the same time, when people come and they're like, Oh, I really like this guy's vibe. And if he's running around like crazy, be like, wow, like, cool. Right. And then other people yeah. might be like, crazy, I'm not ever shopping here again. And you're like, bye Felicia. You know, yeah. like I didn't want your money or like, you know, that kind of thing too. So I think that's cool because it just gives you a space to be your most authentic self, to love what you do, to want to do, to keep showing up every day. And I think that's the energy passes through and then people want to keep coming. Mm-hmm, for sure. So, okay. So this is my last, last question. I'm going to let you go. Okay. How do you balance real life? You're in your early twenties. You're focused on your business. You're focused on the hustle. How do you balance like everyday life? dating spying for the who does the buying i feel like i do a majority of the buying just because experience i've been thrifting a little bit longer than he has but it's starting to get to the point where he does some of the buying too yeah so that is a heavy toll like right now when you leave like when we end this i have to stay here because someone is coming with like 500 items to come sell to me that's the part of the entrepreneurship that i feel like a lot of people don't really touch on you're never not working Mm-hmm. that's my hardest thing and like you said with the balance it is so hard to balance it because i'm on my phone people are messaging me at 12 at night yeah and they're like can i buy the shirt that i posted earlier in the day and i'm like man should i go to bed or should i, should I make this extra 50 dollars like right that's the biggest struggle because what if i don't answer them and then in the morning they just go buy it from someone else then then i just lost 50 dollars because i didn't want to put the work in Right. So it's tough, definitely. And, and I have a, so yeah. I, I get that. I totally get that. That's why I'm is is just really creating that. Um, you guys are young, and it's all about the business, and that's why I think it's cool because it's not like you guys have kids or like families that you're trying to provide for, right? It's just like yeah, growing your yourself. So Noah said he's not dating. Are you dating? Yeah, I've had a girlfriend for our three year anniversary will be at the end of this month. So okay. So then she's like in the business, like, is she part of the business? Is she, um, she, she throws me idea. Like she gives me inspiration. She's not a part of the business. I feel like it'd be so hard to work with my girlfriend. Like here, just because, I mean, even with Noah, we're brothers, but still we butt heads like on certain things. It's hard. It's easier to tell someone that you don't know something, but like 
it's hard for me to tell him like, Hey, I need you to do this. Or he needs to tell me like, Hey, you need to, I need you to do this. Yeah. Because we have that love for each other. I feel like I wouldn't be able to do that with my girlfriend. So definitely balancing that is super hard. Cause there's yeah. times where I'm hanging out with my girlfriend and she's like, we go out to eat and she's like, all right, I don't want you on Instagram. And then I just hear it blowing up here. Ding, ding. And people are messaging me. They're like, Oh, can I buy this? Oh, I'm going to come in tomorrow with all these shirts. Can you make time for me? And then I've been trying harder to do it. Just cut out time where I'm not on the Instagram or once we close, I get off the Instagram entirely. And I just tell people like, I'll message you tomorrow when I get back. Yeah. That's what I've been working towards now. Cause we've been here for five months and for the first three months, I feel like I was glued to my phone, just yeah. working non nonstop. And it's like that. And, and yeah. And just being with somebody that's going to understand that and support that. And like, at the same time, be like, Hey, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Right. So cool. Well, thank you so much. So literally, um, I want to be friends with you guys in real life. Thank you for this opportunity. Like, I'm glad we can make it work. Sorry that we had to do it while the store was open, but. No, it was perfect. Thank you so, so much for listening to this podcast. I'm so grateful for you. If you want to keep hearing podcasts like this, nothing inspires me more than seeing that people are subscribing. So please subscribe, please leave a review and tell me what are some of the key lessons you learned and how you're going to apply this to your business. Also, can you do one more thing for me? Take a screenshot and post it. I'll definitely share it and just remember one more thing. You could be one strategy away from making it big. Hasta la próxima. Say goodbye, Latina business coach.